You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Hello, everyone. We are back for part two of our albums episode, our yes. albums that you can listen to through and through. And I was actually just thinking, as I was starting this intro, this could have been like a to-be-continued, like an old sitcom, where it would say to-be-continued, oh, dot, dot, dot. Is it one of those things like, last time on? Yeah, and then like previously on. But, <laughs> right, but yeah. you know, in order to do that, I would have to have like a better memory of the last episode, and I just, I just don't right now. It's not it's Well, not the last thing I remember us discussing briefly was Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. So and I mentioned how I'm biased about Led Zeppelin. That's about right, it. Right, and I, I should have, because I'm going to listen, I have to listen to it through and through tonight or tomorrow. So, I, so I'm a little backwards right now. But, right. But uh, yeah, so I mean, going off of, going off of Radiohead, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I was actually, you know, I was listening to some of their hits today. Not yeah. not so much not doing the through and through albums. <laughs> but again, I don't know I don't know if I touched on this, but their albums I could probably listen to most, if not all, through and through. I think there's maybe a couple that I just haven't yet. Mm-hmm. So um and actually I shouldn't say that because the first album they came out with was Pablo Honey. And okay. that was that's a song that's the album that had the song Creep on it. Oh, okay. And that, yeah, so that was like their big hit, but that album wasn't that great of an album. Really? I, th- I mean, overall, it's it's actually okay. I think it has like a, people don't see it as like a real Radiohead album because they really kind of got better. As, okay. That was kind of like when they're they're figuring out their sound and, and figuring um, out what style they want to kind of go in. Yeah, well, it seemed more like in line with like the 90s grunge kind of mm. thing, so, which is fine. And yeah. it's, it's actually, it's it, I shouldn't say it's a bad album because it's really not, but they're the other albums are just so much better that it, by comparison, it just doesn't, it never looks as good. Gotcha. So after that, they did The Bends, which was a huge hit. And that's definitely one I could listen to through and through. And uh, so to quickly, for somebody that uh, like myself, who's not too familiar with Radiohead, would you describe, because I know somebody like Beck, who is also, I guess, well known for being like more um, creative. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Musically he kind of changes things up with each album. Yeah. Is it kind of the same thing with Radiohead? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. I don't know how I would describe... I, I would describe the bends as... I don't want to say straightforward, but it's not... Once you get past... Once you get to OK Computer, which is like their big... Was that like the one... Considered that, one of the best albums ever. Was that the one where they sold it online? I no, think it was like, no, that's oh, much okay. later. But uh, that was... They did that with In Rainbows, and they mm. kind of ruin the music industry or yeah. took part in it and <laughs> no when okay computer came out it had some it was a little more experimental i guess all right again like i'm sorry to everyone listening who's like a music person and everything i'm saying is wrong i'm not i'm this i'm doing the best i can this is just this is just me hey and you do you yeah so <laughs> yeah this so i would say okay computer had a little bit more uh experiment a little more electronic oh, okay but then once they got to Kid A was like the big electronic album, and that was like a game changer. That was like a big, big shift. So what were the the big songs in that one? On which one? On Kid A? Because I kind of just went from one. I just kind of jumped around. 
So I'll go. Yeah, why, I'll why go don't back. we do? Why don't we pick out from from all of them? Yeah, yeah. So I'll go back. So I guess the big hit I would say from the Bends because I already said Pablo Honeyhead Creep. Right, right. Sure. That's renowned. Everybody loves that song. Right. So you go, and then from that, uh, so in the Bends, the big hit was High and Dry. Which okay. I'll make sure to listen to the the, the ones that you yeah, recommend. Yeah. If you. You definitely, if if you don't, if it's not ringing any bells, like you can look it up and, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll probably recognize it. And there there was also a song, Fake Plastic Trees, that was also both of those are like the two big hits. I from like that the album. names of the songs. Yeah, <laughs> and they're used a lot in movies. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, for sure. You and you can see why. Uh, so and then OK Computer had Karma Police. Oh, okay, is, I know that song. Sure. Yeah, that, that's a big one. And No Surprises, which was actually... A lot of those songs were actually on this the first season of Westworld. That they like were oh, in the bar. Really? Yeah, they, in the, okay. Yeah, they, Radiohead shows up a lot, actually. That's pretty cool. Like, more so than any other band on that show. Yeah. In terms I mean, of like... Because if you've seen Westworld, like it's playing in the bar. Like, it's mm-hmm. piano music that's playing in the in the bar. Yeah, I'm curious. And I, I know it's they're coming out with season two soon yeah it, it'll so when this comes out season two will have already been oh, okay out. yeah cool i mean not so, not all because you know hbo doesn't drop them right drop them all at once we should do a, a season two episode but um yeah yeah we definitely should but i remember and they had a few trailers for it and they mm-hmm. remember them using a nirvana song yeah i don't remember if they used a radiohead song yet in within the the upcoming trailers but yeah. if they have, let us know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how this <laughs> this one goes. But uh, so so Karma Police, right? No surprises off of uh, OK Computer, which a lot of people consider like they're like the pinnacle, All or, right. like the, or however you want to describe it as mm-hmm. like their best. I think. I, I mean, I I agree, but I don't think it's. I think there's other albums they have that are on par with it as well. Like I, I wouldn't put one really above the other. Uh, Kid A is really good, and Kid A comes after, and that's a more electronic one. The right. the, the the big, I, I, it's hard to say. Like that one, when, I, when they performed that, though, when they performed on SNL, that album had just come out, hmm. and they were they performed the song, the national anthem, and Idiotech, I believe, and and Idiotech was the big. I think that was probably the single. Okay. Or if there even was a single, I'm not really sure. So, but that album to me is a really good one to listen to through and through on a rainy day. Oh, okay. And that was something I used to do actually in college. I remember I would, I don't know. I have this memory of talking to someone like it might've been even through like, I want to say like AOL instant messenger. If I was still <laughs> using that, I, 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 my timeline could be off. But I was just like sitting at my computer on like a sat like a rainy Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and just that album was on. I used to do that a lot in college, where I would just like be at my computer and just have albums going. Yeah, I would just let them go, and then good. just be. That was it. Was nice to do that. I feel like now. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten more ADD with stuff. Or yeah, na- <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty fucking weird. Definitely. That like you would think that as I'm like. That wouldn't be the you correct. Grown evolu- out of it. That would be the yeah. That wouldn't be the correct evolution. Like it would actually <laughs> get more focused. Yeah, that's definitely not the case. But that's that's all, that's, that's all about technology. 
Yeah. And how we're distracted. But that's, that's good. That's, it's good to have a, a nice rainy day album. I'm trying to think if I have yeah. a rainy day album. I might have to c- come back to a, that. Well, it's it's one of them, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, like a rainy day fits a certain mood. Yeah. I mean, you could do whatever you want, however you want it. You can listen to something really. You could listen to something really upbeat when you're depressed. You could you could do whatever you yeah. want. Um, I I this I don't think I mentioned this the last time, but did I talk about Beach House? Is that um, uh, the Gorillas? No. So okay. So <laughs> so Beach House is a is a band. That okay. I, I saw um, seen twice actually, but they they're a dream pop band, and so they have this album Bloom that I actually used to listen to through and through that I listened to it. I was listening to a few singles for a while when I, for some reason, cause I was driving around a lot. I was a production assistant. So I was always mm-hmm. in my car um, going to Whole Foods and whatnot. <laughs> and so I would listen, so I would have like mixes and things, but I would listen to a lot of those songs. And then I was going through a breakup and then for some reason, like for, for a lot of times for me, it's, it's not so much lyrics, mm-hmm. which is weird. Cause but sometimes lyrics are, or you have to really focus. And I don't like to focus. So <laughs> I just like, so I like focus on melodies. Sure. And like the melodies just really clicked. So I was listening to that album a lot. And it was like really, it was like one of, one of the albums that really helped me get through it. Yeah. And it's not like an album, because I talked about it last time, like an album that I was like running to. And that, and that was like good for like positive motivation. But this was just kind of like, relaxing. I remember like driving in my car, mm-hmm. listening to the album Bloom by Beach House and just letting it go. Like listening to the whole album from start to finish. Yeah. And just kicking back and I don't know, if it just like felt right. It yeah. felt right to listen to that. So what exactly is uh dream pop? You know, I don't I'm so bad with with genres, yeah. but <laughs> if you if you listen to it, you might understand what I'm what I'm talking about. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Where it's it's pop music, but it's not like upbeat, like in your. It's it's like more of a mellow yeah. pop, in a sense, and just kind of like tr- like slightly trippy, maybe. Okay, if you want to talk about it? And actually, going going way back to the Beach Boys, <laughs> I feel like the people don't realize this, but the Beach Boys had this song on on their last good album, Sunflower. It's called All I Want to Do, and it's it's kind of like a dream pop sort of song. People don't realize, like, they were kind of like, I think they were ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. But people don't know that. I don't think they're as familiar with that album. Sunshine. It's Sunflower. Sunflower. Okay. Yeah, because it came out in 1970, and I think that was, like, past when Beach Boys were relevant. Right, right. So I think people were kind of into other things, so maybe it wasn't... Yeah, they weren't the big deal at that point. Yeah, and and it's it's weird because there's so much out there now where I don't know what it's what it was like back then, but I feel like if you weren't like big, if or if you weren't like well known to the public, then you might as well have not existed. Whereas like now, I feel like there's so many different avenues. Like you could exist in like a different kind of like if you're on the top forty, who cares? Like you could right. still you can still exist and have have a very good career. Well, yeah, the internet like allows for you to reach a lot more people and you can have a lot more niche audiences and stuff like that. Yeah. But kind of definitely. playing off what you said with this beach house album mm-hmm. and you were saying that it like, it kind of like the album found you yeah. in a way. Yeah, it kind of, yeah. um, it, you weren't necessarily going to it for that reason. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and, but it still had like an impact for you. I had that with the killers oh, and their okay. album, hot fuss. 
So somebody told me to listen to it, and I was like, all right, sure. And it just happened to work out that, like, I guess what was going on in my life at the time, this album just really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, there was the, the song um, Smile Like You Mean It. Mm-hmm. And it, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, this was way before um, with my current girlfriend. This was, I was, dating, dating life was difficult. When uh, when did that come out? Uh, the Well, I mean, not when the album came out. The album came out in 2004. Okay. But... Um, when I listened to it, it was uh, maybe five, six years ago. Okay. Um, but it was just, it like hit me. I was like, oh shit, this is like a really incredible album. So yeah, it was yeah. released in 2004, recorded at Cornerstone Recording Studios, the guitarist's house, and someplace called The Hearse. Okay. Um, and it's like, for, for whoever doesn't really know about this album, it's a very like new wavy kind of, post-punk 80s like inspired yeah and uh rolling stone actually ranked it ranked hot fuss the 33rd of it on its list of 100 greatest debut albums of all time whoa that's a that's a big uh endorsement yes that's that's pretty good it went three times platinum best 33rd the best debut album that's that's a really hard thing to measure, though. Not knocking the album, but that's a right. really hard thing to measure. Because like, there's you could argue that for so many different. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is a very good album. I will give you that. Um, they had the. I mean, there's so many hits on this. And the singles, uh, Mr. Brightside. Yeah, that was that was like I remember that song. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Somebody told me. Yeah. All the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. All these things that I've done. Excuse me. Um, and then smile like you mean it. Yeah. And then the whole. Tracklist: Jenny was a friend of mine. Mr. Brightside, smile like you mean it. Somebody told me all these things that I've done. Andy, you're a star on top. Change your mind. Believe me, Natalie. Midnight show and everything will be all right. And for me, the the hot track is smile like you mean it. I I just love that. It's kind of like I don't know. It's got this dark kind of mm-hmm. uh, feeling to it. It's just kind of I don't know. It's nasty. Um, but then all, the sleeper track for me is Jenny was a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and that's uh, how the album kicks off. And it's just it's fun. It's got a, a cool baseline that's just sexy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I don't really know much of their stuff other than like the singles mm-hmm. that I've heard. Yeah, um, I definitely recommend checking this album out. I uh, just couldn't. I, I heard those songs so many times that I just couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. That's fair. Like, I remember Mr. Brightside was like, I just couldn't, I, I, it was just so much, but, um, yes. Yeah, so it that, was kind of everywhere. Yeah. That, but that, but you know, that's like not the band's fault. So it's kind of right. hard to blame, blame a band for that. <laughs> Definitely. Do you have any groups from that era? From what? From like two. The early aughts. Um, well, yeah. I mean, there's, well, like at the time that I was listening to it, because like well, stuff I, guess, I discovered yeah, yeah. later too. Yeah, either or. I mean, maybe yeah. a bit, and that you've discovered later on that you maybe should have given a chance back in the day. Yeah, well, I think a lot of times I was, I was listening to different stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on what age I was, I was super into like a certain genre of like I guess like the, you call like the emo music. Oh, okay. Back back when I was like in, uh, like, I, I guess high school really. Yeah. Or like more so like er, like uh, earlier high school stuff, but stuff that I don't know if I could go back to now. Like occasionally I will, yeah, and see if it like holds up. And there actually is one band from from that 
era that I can still listen to. Okay. Um, and that was this band, Motion City Soundtrack. I don't think they exist anymore, but they they had this band, uh, this album, a couple of good albums, but one, their first one was called I Am the Movie. Hmm. It was, and, and it's like very, it's not as, um, it's got a different feel to it that kind of, you can kind of see that it's not, it's not like that whiny emo stuff. It's not, sure. it's not like that where it's a little more, um, upbeat mm-hmm. and I'm trying the, the one guy that played a synthesizer. It was like a little oh, more, cool. it was like a little more fun. Yeah. And, and I actually got a chance to see them and that was like a lot of fun. There was, oh, it was cool. So, so there was like that, that band, but like I was into, I mean, there was like a lot of stuff that I, that I liked that I'm sort of embarrassed to admit now, but. I listen. The, it's all good. I was really into the first, the first Fallout Boy album. Okay. And that was, it was called. I, I think it was called "Take This to Your Grave." And it was like a g- really good pop punk album. I don't know what the fuck they are now, <laughs> but like it was a really good pop punk album. And I got to see them. Um, but it was like all stuff like within that, yeah, that whole um, genre, My Chemical Romance, like all that yeah. stuff. Which now, like that, that kind of stuff seems sort of like silly, and yeah, it it doesn't really hold up that well. But like that was the stuff I was yeah. listening to then. But now, like I, I mentioned it the last episode, like the Strokes, Interpol, all like really right, like right. the good music that was coming out. Then I discovered like a little later on, probably like high school. Mm-hmm. Because um, it just wasn't, I don't know, like I wasn't familiar with it. I don't really know any, I didn't know any high school kids who were listening to that stuff. Like the only way I was going to listen to that is if I had someone else telling me like, right. hey, you should check this out. But I I didn't have that. Like I feel like if I had maybe like an older brother maybe sure. who could have been like, hey, like stop listening to this <laughs> shit, listen to this or, yeah. or something, somebody. I didn't really have that in my life. I had like my parents who were like classic rock is the only rock or like <laughs> or um or even like we like I don't know insert cheesy older band that nobody likes Five Skags. Yeah, there you go. Like just just something so I I did, there was no there was no point of reference but then I had like friends like over oh, into this and that's how yeah. I got into that sort of music, you know, that's that's how it yeah. happens. Well, there's no reason to be ashamed of that stuff. I, I was in I'm ashamed. In middle school I was into stuff like Godsmack and POD and and Oh yeah. We are we are the youth of the nation. Was yep. that them? I think yeah. I think so. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that that's something to be embarrassed about. But um, um Papa Roach. Oh yep, I think they, they were they were definitely my <laughs> yeah. playlist. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That's something to be ashamed about. Um but then so the next per- person that I have on my list and I was I was just realizing now, kind of going off of what we were talking about, they didn't. This album didn't actually have any singles, and it was a weird album. It the person who I'm talking about is Joe Cocker. Oh, okay. And the album is Mad Dogs and Englishmen, mm-hmm. which is an amazing, amazing live album, and it actually didn't do so well when it first came out. Like so, it, live album? Yeah. That came out what year? Uh, 1970. Okay. And it was it was, was recorded like right after Woodstock, right? Um, it was like a year after. Yeah, I mean, like that's one year cool. after, uh, it was close. recorded at the Fillmore East. Yeah, and from what I was reading up on it, according to the liner notes, Cocker needed to put together a band quickly for a U.S. tour that his management had organized. He was informed March twelfth 
1970, about the tour, which would start on March 20th. So he got Leon Russell, who mm-hmm. is this incredible pianist. He unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Yeah. So he was good friends with Leon Russell, and Leon Russell went out and got all these incredible, incredible musicians. You had Joe Cocker, Don Preston, Leon Russell, Rita Coolidge, Donna Washburn, Claudia Lanier. I'm going to definitely pronounce some of these wrong. Denny Cordell, Daniel Moore, Pamela Pollard, Matthew Moore, Nicole Barclay, Bobby Jones. Oh, shit. That's just the people on vocals. Oh, wow. Those are the, the vocals. And then you have Don Preston and Liam Russell playing guitar. You have Carl Rattle on bass. Chris Stan- Stanton, Stanton on the Hammond organ. Jim Gordon, Jim Keltner, Chuck Blackwell on drums. Sandy Koinkov. I, I need to edit this part of the, well, the, these, the these podcast. Are, these are people that everyone, everyone knows very Everybody well. clearly <laughs> knows who these people are. I don't know why I decided this was the direction to go but i'm we're doing it uh bobby torres percussion leon russell chris stan i feel like this is a piano this is like an oscar speech like i'm thinking uh i I hope i'm not forgetting anyone we have to do those like the play it off like get off the stage kind of music right now (laughs) uh only three things left jim horn bobby keys on saxophone and jim price on trumpet so like a huge group of people yeah variety of bands that either leon russell or Joe Cocker have, has played with before. And it was just, I mean, in, absolutely incredible live album. I really recommend it. Mm-hmm. They have the list, the track list is there's an introduction. Yeah. There's Honky Tonk Woman. And that's the other thing about this. This album is all essentially covers. Yeah. But it's like done in a live setting. It's, it's so good. Uh, Sticks and Stones, Crimea River, Bird on the Wire, Feeling All Right, Superstar. Let's go get stoned. There's a blues medley which contains I'll drown in my own tears when something is wrong with my baby and I've been loving you too long. Then there's Girl from the North Country, Give Peace a Chance, She Came Through the Bathroom Window, Space Captain, The Letter, and Delta Lady. So 15 songs, I guess if you count the the three songs in the, the middle, that's 17 Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible album. And then the songs that are my hot tracks, Feeling All Right, Space Captain, The Letter, and Delta Lady. And then there's two that I would say are the sleeper tracks, and that's Superstar and Girl from the North Country. Superstar as in the... It's um. It's not the Carpenter's Superstar. Yep. Oh, it is. Yeah, but th- it's sung by Rita Coolidge in, on this album. So that song's been covered a lot, actually, because yeah. Sonic Youth has their weird mm-hmm. cover. I think we actually talked about we did. that we did on talk, we did, our first episode. We did talk about that, but uh, so, it's just every time Joe Cocker just reminds me of how he, about the Wonder Years theme oh, and how yeah. it's not on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Because we, we've talked about that. How, Definitely. However, whoever the, the fucking guy who sings that it's awful cover. It's like a weird cover, karaoke cover. Yeah, it is. It is it's exactly. It is like someone did a karaoke of, of Joe Cocker's it's version so and was bizarre. trying to sound like Joe Cocker. Yeah, it's very weird. But I th- I'm almost positive Girl from the North so Country is a Dylan song. Yeah. And it's beautiful the way they do that. Yeah. And then... Just the other songs, like Feeling All Right, like that's the, the Feeling All Right is the song that most people know. Yeah. Like they, most people know his version as opposed to the original. I can't remember. It's some sort of band from, well, that, that's why, from I the mean, UK. I mean, that's why Joe Cocker's so great is because people don't realize like if you can make a cover 
better than the original, like that is an impressive feat. Yeah. And and he's done that with a few songs. I'd say that's the best way to describe this album. Yeah. He just he just takes every one of these songs and takes it to a whole nother level where I'm just kinda like, eh, I don't know if I really want to listen to that original anymore. This yeah. is this is way too good. Well, I mean, I, I've always said a little help from my friends is uh, his version is better. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just, yeah. And it's, again, it's so hard to do. And I actually heard someone talk about this. Like, if you can actually, like, you know it's a good, you know it's the song itself is a good song mm-hmm. when you can make the cover better than the original. Oh, totally. And I think, I, that's and that's just like a credit to everyone involved. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so if, if you're still listening to the podcast after my uh, Emmy or Oscar speech. Definitely check that I'd out. I'd like to thank my parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, I, that's interesting because people like, I feel like people don't listen to like cover albums so much anymore. Yeah. You know, and especially live, like listening to a live album through and through, I don't know if that's something I ever really do. So that's oh, really it's, cool. It's incredible. I actually, yeah. I, I don't have it on my list, but I have the Allman Brothers, their, their live album. Okay. So good. I have yeah. that on my turntable right now. I've been listening to that. Um, I think it's also filmed at the Fillmore East. Mm. But that's a really good album, too. That, I mean, yeah, I have. I should actually do that, start listening to some live albums. Because, I mean, there's so much on Spotify mm-hmm. that you can just go and and find live yeah, stuff. Totally. Yeah. And the thing I love about live albums is that you usually get them, somebody taking... I mean, there you you have to be with a band or an artist that can really play the music well. Yeah, of course. Some bands are specifically studio album kind of guys. Yes. But if you have somebody that can like really perform well, mm-hmm. they usually take the album to another level. They usually do something interesting or something a little slightly different, sure. maybe add more to it. Sure. And that's what I love about live albums and the staff specific one, the Almond Brothers. There's an incredible Eric Clapton um compilation kind of live album one and mm. it's so good so, yeah, yeah check no, those out yeah that's something i definitely have to do and and stop being so like late like just so add with music like <laughs> it's it's hard because like you listen like listening to things through and through i, I feel like it's not for years and hasn't been a thing yeah you know because I, well although with spotify now it's it's like a thing you can do whereas when when cds well, CDs were still around, but like when Napster and like LimeWire and all that stuff was happening, like you were just downloading like specific songs that you were, right, and you weren't downloading albums necessarily. Yeah, you like download for a while. You would try to download uh, what is it like a Snoop Dogg song, and then but it's titled like by Jay Z or something like that. Yeah, because they were all labeled wrong. Right, that's right. Well, I used to, I've talked about this before too, where like I used to download like skits from SNL, like little like sound oh, clips. Yeah. It was like for some reason like Chris Farley doing El Nino was like a really f- <laughs> like yeah that was like a really I like funny doing clip. the um, SNL Jeopardy stuff yeah those are great and then pretty much Weird Al things I mean they're yeah. not really yeah that but they, they mean it's comedy music did you ever have did you have Weird Al albums at no all? no you I only did the the illegal Napster stuff because I had or a friend of mine I think had one and it had. I know it was the album that had Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. Because uh, those were fun to listen That's to. Great. Those albums were actually a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. Which one had Albuquerque? I loved that song. I think that might have been on this one oh, okay. that I'm talking about. 
<laughs> and but that that one was cool because that wasn't a parody of anything, right? Wasn't that in like yeah, Albuquerque was just like kind of its own thing, its I own think. song. Because he would do that sometimes. Yeah, like people only know like the parody songs, and some yeah. people think it's like hacky, but I think it's I th- still think it's funny. Oh yeah, I, I mean, think he, I he like kill, Weird Al. He kills it. I think yeah. he what was it? Maybe two or th- no, it's probably way more than that. Maybe when did Riding Dirty come out? A while ago. Yeah. So whenever that song came out, he did... White another, and Nerdy. Yeah, White and Nerdy. And I think that album went like number one. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Oh, I mean, there's so many good good songs. He combo number five back in the day. Oh, yeah. When Mambo number five <laughs> came out. That's amazing. Um, and actually, my my favorite of his is Amish Paradise. That's a great that, one. That, that might be my actual That's a favorite. really good one. I loved he did... Um, the day the music died, but it was Star Wars. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, here's your Anakin guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that stuff was great. Um, but like, yeah, so that, actually, that was really good that we brought that up because another album that just came to my mind, and you know, as, as I'm talking, I'm going to slide over to my phone and, and look up, um, look up something. Oh, that was my phone. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna keep talking, but I okay. Flight of the Concords, right? Oh yes, I so love them. there's an album that I used to listen to all the time in my car. I used to sing it to people because I was just so obsessed with it, <laughs> and um, and because it's a like I'm because it's a comedy album, right? Yeah. So um, wait, did it not even have a? Is if it, it didn't even have live, I'm wow. Okay, so it was their site. It was a self-titled album, just Flight of the Concords. Oh, that, nice. That's yeah. all. That's all you need. But that's when I would listen to through and through, where it was like, it's a combination of like musically good, yeah, and like just and like every time I listen to it, I would just be laughing in my car. Oh, Flight of the Conquerors is amazing. Like just the line, and that's one where you just you really listening to the lines. Yeah, I mean it opens up with Fudu, uh, Fudu Fafa, which is him just saying like just like French phrases. Oh, okay. Just like simple French <laughs> phrases, like. Uh, is that does that he's have... like Où est la bibliothèque? And just like <laughs> he's like baguette, and just, they're just saying that's amazing. Stuff. And then there's yeah, well there's um, is there business time on that one? Business time. Um, is there Albi, or is that a different album? Uh, Albi the racist dragon. Uh, maybe something else. That might be a different. That album. might be something else. Yeah. Yeah, they but they do um, Bowie. Oh, Bowie that's a great one, Bowie. Uh, was Jenny on that album, or was that another album? Maybe another album. I don't know. They had. I'm, just, I'm thinking one song. Oh, Inner City Pressure. Oh my god, which that's is one a of my favorites. Song. And he, I love the line where he's. It's like he's like you walk across the street. You don't know why you did. You walk back across the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. It's just they're they're so good. Oh man, I love those guys. So that. So that album like kind of is a is perfect in like you can listen to I mean because it's music and comedy yeah because I'm thinking too of like comedy albums and comedy albums you kind of have to listen to through and through oh yeah like there's no you're not gonna like I mean occasionally I will pick out a joke actually if I'm having like a a bad day I'll pick out Eddie Pepitone and Magicians oh and nice. I'll just listen to that bit okay but but most of the time like just listening to comedy albums through and through actually sure. so now, now that we're talking about comedy album, yeah. albums and also kind of going back to the whole napster thing yeah. there were a few uh mitch hedberg albums that just happened to end up in my playlist and i remember always listening to those 
that mm-hmm. you have to listen to those all the way through. Um, even I don't know if you ever listened to Kevin James. Um, no, actually, so the King of Queens. He actually I've has seen the King of an, Queens. Yeah, he actually has a really amazing stand-up special um, called uh, "Don't Sweat the Small Stuff," or or maybe it is "Sweat the Small Stuff." Something okay. to do with sweating the small stuff. Okay, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's really really good. It's like some it, laugh out loud stuff. So I remember always listening to that album. Okay. Yeah, I mean, comedy like that's a whole nother thing. Is like comedy albums. I I I really like listening to comedy albums actually more so than I thought I would. It's because yeah. it's like you can be out and and I mean it's there is like a visual aspect to it I think that does get that does get missed but like people sure. like but back in the day like that's what it was was comedy albums like people used to listen to like Bill Cosby albums you know mm-hmm. yeah. maybe some guy still is I don't know maybe but that uh, is a good though I think a they, really good car kind of experience yeah oh yeah no to it, listen to a comedy album it is it's good it's good when you're alone it's a hard thing to convince your friends. Yeah. Like, hey, we're gonna listen to this album, this comedy album. It's hard when that friend doesn't necessarily know about that comedian. Yeah, it's but a they, lot easier you might, to do it with music. It's like, oh yeah, you should check this band out. Boop. You might turn them on, but it's it's. But that's interesting too, though, because I'm actually I'm so in a couple of days I'm going on like a little road trip. Oh right. And I'm gonna have two other people in the car, and I'm always like, uh, it's always weird when I'm driving people because like I want to put on stuff, but like I don't know if people are gonna be thrilled about it. To put on a Bill Cosby album. Yeah, everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, so I don't know. But I think I'll probably go to the music. Yeah. Music. Well, music, so again, like, music is actually easier to have on when you have other people in the car as, like, yeah. a back, well, I don't want to say, like, background noise, but, like, it's yeah. easier to have conversations, whereas if you have, like, you can't have, like, a comedy album because you want to listen to it. You want to you right. get everything out of it. Not only that, then it sounds like there's a third conversation going on. Uh, you can get a little crazy. Yeah. But I've done it where I've had podcasts on. and That's true. But, and sometimes you can dip in and out depending on what, what podcast it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, something like Joey Diaz. Yeah. Like that's, but, a, that's a good album to have on in the background because you could just come in and out and all of a sudden you hear him say something ridiculous like, what was that about? Yeah, but it's so good. Oh, it's I mean, great. All that stuff is so good. But yeah, I would say music definitely. But again, like... Full albums, I don't know. I don't know if people can handle it because they get they get sick of things and they yeah. want they need you need to make like a playlist. You Playlists know, have like, are usually better. Yeah, yeah. I so there was and that reminds me of another album. And again, I don't know if if I mentioned this on the last podcast. I wish I had a better memory of my own talking points. <laughs> I need to like take notes as I'm, I'm writing down. Did I talk about um, this? Like they're like a psychedelic kind of band where the guy uses a vocoder did i mention i this? don't think so no okay so this is a band this is a weird memory i have but it, the band was black moth super rainbow and that's a name it's a great name <laughs> and they had this album called dandelion gum that i was obsessed with okay um uh, a friend of mine got me into it and we because you know we were doing things and smoking <laughs> things and it it uh it kind of seemed like the right album but I remember it was the summer between, this is a weird memory, so, summer between sophomore and junior college. Okay. And it was a really nice day. I had my windows down and I'm playing this album through and through. And I was driving actually up to our friend, uh, Eric Greenop's house. Nice. Because I was visiting. And I don't know if this was a separate visit because I, I think it was when I was going to visit for that 
um, fish stock, which, okay, nice. which is, his family has this, um, I would call it like a mini festival in their backyard where they yeah. have music and food and it's, it's fantastic. Yes. But I would think I was on my way up to that. I was driving and it was like a sunny day and the drive from my parents' house to his parents' house is such a nice drive. It's a, like, it's a really pretty, it's probably one of my favorite drives, honestly. Yeah. It's like just really nice. Um, back roads mostly. It's just like a nice drive, and I had that album on, and I was also and I was just going from sophomore to junior year in college. Like life couldn't have been better. Yeah, so, zero worries. So in life. like, and again though, but that that is something that like you remember, like you, like because I remember specific things. I have like a when I hear the album now, and I haven't really listened to it through and through in a long time. Yeah. But I used to all the time. It, it like I have good memories. Like it brings me back to a good time. So that's awesome. Yeah, like that's I think what listening to full albums sometimes does mean. That that's what I noticed a lot. Like I was talking about like the breakup and like the running, all yeah. that stuff. Like it brings me back to a specific place. So I so I like it, and I, I'm hoping I'll I'll find another album that I'll that I'll listen to through and through, and I'll and I'll look back on that like fondly, like oh yeah, like. I remember listening to that when I was doing this thing. Or, yeah, I love that albums that yeah. have that ability where you can, it totally brings you back to a specific moment in time. Yeah, and if you like drugs, you check out Black Moth <laughs> Super Rainbow because I feel like they uh, they kind of fit that bill. Or if you don't, I mean, you might like them too if you're just right. like into trippy stuff. No judgments. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no, no judgments if you're not doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so the next album that I had, <clears throat> and actually... Nah, whatever. Um, next album that I have, I've listened to some of the the rest of the band stuff before this. Yeah. And when I get listened to this for the first time, I was totally blown away. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh shit, this is this band also has this stuff." Okay. And the band is Jethro Tull. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they have like Aqualung and the those big songs, and this album, which. During my research, I didn't realize it was also one of those albums that it really wasn't liked when it first was released. Mm-hmm. The album's name is Benefit, and okay. it was released in 1970. It was recorded at Morgan Studio, and it was the album between Stand Up and the album Aqualung. So, uh, their third album, mm-hmm. it's went one time gold. So, that's actually, out of all the albums that I have, this one did the worst. Oh wow! Um, but it was like a—I don't know—maybe it's because it was—it is darker and has very rift heavy than the other albums, and maybe that's what I kind of like about it. Um, I actually got a kind of a quote from him. So Ian Anderson said that Benefit was a guitar riff album recorded in a recorded in a year in which artists like Cream, Jimi Hendrix, and Led Zeppelin were becoming more riff oriented. Anderson also noted that. Benefit is a rather darker and stark album, and although it has a few songs on it that are rather okay, I don't think it has the breadth, variety, or detail that Stand Up has, but it was an evolution in terms of the band's playing as a band. Uh, Overall, Anderson considered the album a natural part of the group's evolution, which I think is interesting how the, the lead of the band also didn't particularly like this album, which is bizarre because i i love it well that 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 also happened with the beach boys too where like, oh really they didn't yeah like um mike love the the 
I guess you could call him like the other lead singer, mm-hmm. the other singer. Like he, he was always a pain in the ass and <laughs> like didn't want to, didn't want to steer away from like what they had been doing because yeah. that was what was successful. So he had, like he would sing on stuff, but he was like, you know, he wasn't thrilled about it and he would, he would cause a lot of trouble. Oh wow. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. What a pain in the ass. Yeah. But no, I mean, that stuff's kind of interesting. Like, yeah. You don't realize. And and then and then they, things become successful and they're like oh well yeah i had a lot to do with that <laughs> <laughs> of course that's how they they go about it but yeah i yeah. loved this album it's yeah. so good it has a weird I, I was trying to figure this out so i was looking up the, what singles they have and it looks like they released singles for this album along with singles that were not on this album hmm. which i i've never seen and then like in later Editions they've added the songs in. So the first single they released was "Witches," the "Witches Promise," mm-hmm. which contained "Teacher" okay. on it. Uh, then you had "Inside," and the, which the B side to that was "Alive and Well" and "Living In." And then for that was for the UK, but at the same time in the US they had "Inside" with the B side being "A Time for Everything." I don't know why they released it like that. It's weird. But the whole album, the songs we got is With You There to Help Me, mm-hmm. Nothing to Say, yeah. Alive and Well and Living In, Son, For Michael Collins, Jeffrey and Me, To Cry You a Song, A Time for Everything, Inside, Play in Time, Society, which is spelt S-O-S-S-I-T-Y. Yeah. You're a woman, well, society, you're a woman. Uh, and then singing all day, which is promise, just trying to be and teacher. For me, the, the big hit was, uh, the hot track was teacher. And then the sleeper track was with you there to help me. And that's like, it kicks the album off. And it's one of those like really good songs that just builds. Yeah. So, and it's not only just building, but it has like this like ebb and flow because it'll like build and then it'll come back down and it'll like build oh, up cool. again. And it just has these oh, such good sounding guitar riffs yeah. going down. So, yeah, definitely recommend this. If you like the that kind of, like they were saying, if you like Cream, if you like Jimi Hendrix, if you like mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin, this is definitely an album to check out. So, do it. Check yeah. It out. Check, check it out. out. I just thought that's like a band like I haven't heard of in so long. Yeah, and they have like other like albums that like they have Thick as a Brick, which is one of those albums. I'd say you should listen to it uh, at least once. There's only two songs on the album. It's like oh wait, yeah. that's not an album, then, is it? Or oh no, oh, they're, it they're... is like the album. It, like the songs are, I don't know, like twenty minutes long each. Wow, it's something ridiculous. Um, usually, you you they do play the first part of Thick as a Brick on radio and stuff like that, but yeah. They've cut it down to like three or four minutes. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a weird album. I would recommend checking it out, but I wouldn't put it down as like a, an album that I would listen to all the time. Yeah. Um but yeah, they're they're a cool band. They're very weird. They're very folksy. Um Yeah, they're strange strange dudes. Yeah. Wow. I mean that's like that's that's just interesting to have like two long. That's so intimidating to listen to like a two long songs like that. Like, yeah. You don't want to do that. Like I'll I'll break it up into pieces. Like I don't like just like how I don't like long movies. Long songs are very intimidating. But if they're good, they're they're good. 
and I could oh totally really get into yeah that. well I mean that's why I love when I mentioned in the in the first episode uh, Pink Floyd's Animals where mm. you have seventeen minute songs and but they're just incredible they're absolutely I, insane I just oh man I'm list like I I'm keep thinking of more and more and I feel like I'm I don't like I I don't know why I forgot them or if. <laughs> it, 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 like the list could go on and on. That's why we had to do another episode. Yeah, but I don't know if I talked about of Montreal at all last episode. No, you didn't. And like again, they had their their album Hissing Fauna was a huge hit, and also it was a one that I totally listened to through and through, and did multiple times. And like there, and they had other ones too I could go into, but like there's just there's so much there's so much there. Oh yeah. And and I keep yeah it's like I keep coming back to stuff and I and I feel like I used to do that more like listen to albums through and through like lately I've, I'm trying to think of like lately what I've been listening to through and through mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's what I should be pondering yeah. is what have I been listening to through and through these days and it's really not a lot I just besides like going back to other things yeah. or listening to sleep albums to get me to go to sleep oh sure <laughs> <laughs> those those i listen to through and through on repeat yeah and then again and then again yeah well for, to get prepared for this th- these episodes i just kind of went through both what i was listening to on spotify a lot but also just what i have in my vinyl yeah and there was one there that i was like oh yeah of course i got to talk about this and it's michael jackson's thriller I mean, oh yeah yeah that's a, a perfect album that's an incredible album and that's another one of those albums kind of like with billy joel's stranger yeah like every song in this album is a hit yeah it's 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 incredible i mean so it was released in 1982 yeah recorded at westlake recording studios it was his sixth studio album it went 33 times platinum and sold 66 million world worldwide wow and like the collaborations on like it's 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 not a fluke that this album did so well. I mean, it, it was colla- there's Paul McCartney who collaborated on this. You have two guys actually from Toto, mm-hmm. which I was I didn't realize. Steve Lukather and Steve Porcaro. Oh, also uh, Jeff Porcaro. So three guys from Toto. Eddie Van Halen, and then you had Vincent Price with his. I think it's hilarious with Thriller. They have him talking, and I'm almost positive in the album sleeve. They have his part titled The Rap. Oh my God. Which that is the farthest thing from a rap. It's just, it's it was hilarious. back then. Yeah. And then you had the just incredible like songwriter Rod uh, Temperton and producer Quincy Jones. I mean, the, the album yeah. was not going to fail. And right. then with the singles, you had The Girl Is Mine, which kicked it off. That's the one with Paul McCartney. Yeah. Uh, you had Billie Jean, Beat It, Wanna Be Starting Something. Human Nature, PYT, and then Thriller. Those I mean, are the, the, the singles. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. S- seven singles on this, and there's nine songs total. Yeah. There's Wanna Be Starting Something, Baby Be Mine, The Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney, Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean, Human Nature, PYT, and then The Lady In My Life. And for me, The Hot Tracks is nearly everything. The, yeah. the one that I feel like... Maybe didn't get as much love. The sleeper track, Baby Be Mine. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. They all pretty much got love. It's just, that album is just ridiculous. It's too good. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. That's where all the hits are, like off of yeah, that album. Pretty much. I mean, he does have hits in, on other albums. You have, sure. Uh, Bad, which has a bunch of albums, yeah. um, hits on that. You have Off the Wall, which I love that album. It's so good. And then, uh, what is it? The 
album in the 90s why can't i think of the name of that one but i don't know people are gonna be yelling at me right now but yeah, yeah i love i love thriller it's insanely good album yeah yeah and again with me like that was stuff where like i've like heard the singles but like pretty much the album i guess yeah you pretty much have heard, heard yeah. the whole album but there's like i don't know i guess maybe it's kind of similar to the beach boys where you were saying it there wasn't necessarily an exact i don't know it didn't seem that there's an exact reason why there was a specific this the order was the way it was yeah um with this album it's kind of the same way it just mm-hmm. seemed to be kind of just they wanted to make it flow with slightly different styles of disco and yeah. pop and just and, to make it work and they and worked, did. you know they they knew how to do it yeah uh, so <laughs> yeah it's something that like you just you wonder like how they went about like oh we're gonna put this here and this here we're gonna have this i mean i can understand like lead off tracks yeah and and ending tracks like i, I get that oh totally i think deciding like the middle that's where things can kind of go unless like i've said in like the album has like where a song like ends and then like it picks up in the next track where like there's no there right. might be like a like a slight dip where it's you know yeah well I mean you hear it for like a second and then it goes yeah to the or next if song. you have like Dark Side of the Moon where each song kind of flows into the next yeah that's what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely those ones, and then but then there's the others, like you were saying, with the Beach Boys and kind of this one. Like they don't really flow into each other, but they do, they still work. Like they work playing off one yeah. after the other. Bands don't be, like they don't really do like fade outs that much anymore, do they? The end of songs. They don't, and actually, I was yeah. I was I think it was on Vox. Yeah. Vox. Yeah. They. I saw this really interesting, I guess, article or video. They were showing that people will listen to the song or they will have the song playing in their head longer when you have a fade out. Yeah. I totally get that though. Yeah. Cause like the song will fade out and then in, in your head, you're still playing. Yeah. That because it goes, it's over. like, it's like a strategy. Wow. Yeah. They were saying like, if you want to like have a hit, you should keep doing that. I keep wonder, having fade I outs. wonder why that stopped though. I don't know. Maybe they just felt like it was like so, a dated I mean, some thing. bands like to just have that. that yeah. And may- cut. Maybe it was like a thing. It just didn't seem like as authentic or something. But I kind of, I don't know. I think the fade out's kind of cool in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I like fade outs. Yeah. I like it better than there's, oh my God, I'm thinking specifically of. Like an abrupt ending. That or the, it's, oh my God, Stevie Wonder. Uh, I just called to say I love you. Yeah. There's that one type of ending that I just find so cheesy. And it's in that song. It ends with like that dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, well, so, you know, he can get away with it, though, because he's Stevie I mean, Wonder. I mean, yeah, he could do whatever he wants. You at the end of the day, he's Stevie Wonder, but you can't I, get mad I, at I find him. it cheesy. You can't get mad at him for that. No. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think like we could, you know, keep talking about this, but there's just, there's so much. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much talked about everything. There's one other band that I have here and they're a band that I got into like much later in life. I would say in college and like maybe within the, the year or two after graduating is Jamiroquai. Oh, right. You were mentioning this yeah, to me. They're so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I mean, their, their album Dynamite, mm-hmm. which if you're a frat dude, you should totally play this during parties. It's like a perfect So that's what we're here for, to give advice to frat dudes. Yes. So yeah, all the frat guys listening to the poncho section. Yeah. Yeah. It was recorded in uh and released in 2005 at Jam Studios. And this is actually another one of those albums. It didn't get so much love in the US. 
it was gold in Australia, Japan, Switzerland, and the UK, but uh, not so much here. But um, there's, oh my God, there's so good, so many good songs. Feels just like it should. Seven Days in Sunny June and Don't Give Hate a Chance. Those are the singles. And then the whole album is Feels Just Like It Should, Dynamite, Seven Days in Sunny June, Electric Mistress, Star Child, Love Blind, Tallulah, Don't Give Hate a Chance, World That He Wants, Black Devil Car, Hot Tequila Brown, Time Won't Wait. And you should listen to this album. It's so good. If you like that kind of, I don't know, funk, the and the bassist, oh my God, um, Paul Turner, I think is his name. So good. So yeah. good on this album. Just incredible. Especially Don't Give Hate a Chance. Listen to that specifically just for the bass line. It's the sexiest thing ever. Awesome. All right. So I'm, uh, I guess that's my leaving off point for today's episode. Yeah. Listen to that album. Yeah, I mean, there's just... Sexy bass. Sexy, listen to sexy bassists. <laughs> yeah. He's not that bad looking either. You know what? And and you know what? I'm going to um, say one more. Yes, please. And I think um, the Pixies, Doolittle, I think that's a okay. great through and through album to listen to. Yeah. Because um, I was thinking of Good Bassists. Oh, okay. And uh, Kim Deal. So, right? Kim, yes. I Kim, think so, yeah. I, actually... I get the Kims mixed up because there's Kim Gordon. Um, oh, okay. Who's the bassist for Sonic Youth. Now, who's the... I th- Who's the one who started the Pixies, the, the, the lead? Well, the lead singer is uh, Frank Black or Black Francis. Okay, the, the female then. Kim Deal. Okay, yeah. that's her. Okay, so I actually just listened to... The Breeders? Uh, well, so no, I, there was a, um, an episode of Bullseye with Jesse Thorne, and she was on it, and she was oh, talking okay. about the other band that she was in. Okay. I found that really interesting. I guess it wasn't the other day because I would have remembered her name. But yeah, check out Bullseye. That's a good, yeah. that's a good podcast. But also, I mean, they don't need our help. Uh, yeah, Doolittle <laughs> is a is a great album listening through and through. Um, if you're into that type of music, mm-hmm. I mean, you'll if you're unfamiliar, which you know, if you're unfamiliar, um, you'll hear like if you don't like the first song, then I wouldn't continue. Like it's like just one of those. You'll, oh, okay, first song kind of like set, sets sets the, yeah. sets the tone. Uh, so, but again, it's fantastic album. Very so. cool. So yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Excellent. Yeah, uh, we'll make sure to put down uh, once again uh, whatever. The stuff that we recommend we'll yeah. put in an after show post and yeah. yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed this one as well yeah thanks for listening fun. guys thanks for listening to part two peace